When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Caravan Central Podcast, number 195 for Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. And I'm Tony B coming to you from New Jersey. What's happening? See, now I have to turn you up. Um, turn it up. Yeah, what's, hap- what's happening, everybody? Welcome back. We had a week off. We might do this bi-weekly. We're, we're not sure right now, but uh, for now, we're here. We're live. And if you're coming in live, come on and say hello. Tell us where you're from. And we will say hello back. Yeah. And if you want to get in on the topic of discussion that we'll bring up in a little while, stick around and we'll uh, field your comments on it. Because I do want to know people's opinions on this and uh, their input on this. This is a good one. Uh, I'm sure you saw it. Yep. Um, Tony? Yes, I did. And it's and what's up? Uh, that's Eric. He always calls us handsome. Nice. Uh, Eileen is from Buffalo. She's here live. Hi, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> Come on, Eileen. Vishalia gives us a little sunglasses thing. Uh, we are broadcasting live right now, as I said, on this date to the Cover Band Central Facebook page, the Cover Band Central Facebook group, and the Cover Band Central YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. The link is in the description. Click on that link, hit subscribe, hit the bell so you're notified when we go live. Also, there's a link to the Pantheon. Uh, network where we're broadcasting the audio podcasts. We just joined those guys and it, there's a wealth of great music related podcasts there. So check them out. The link is in the description for that too. And make sure you follow and go back and listen to any of our previous podcasts. So we're broadcasting all over the place. Yeah. Tony. Pantheon has a plethora of podcasts, Steve. They sure do. You know? A plethora. <laughs> a plethora of podcasts. Plethora. <laughs> Maria's in Florida. Hello, Maria. Uh, Maria, you look nice, nice and tan. Nice to see her. Grant's in Laceyville, Pennsylvania. Yeah, That's some outfit there, his bass player. Yeah, it's good. You know, those guys are known for what they wear. Yes. By the way, if you're listening to the audio podcast and you want to see what we see, you can always watch the replay on our YouTube channel. Do you see what Steve sees? Right. Uh, these are going by quick here. Yeah. Ronnie's in California. What's up, Ronnie? Edward's in New York. He says, hi, guys. Elizabeth. Says good evening, guys. Hello, Jay Weaver in Tupelo, Mississippi. What's up, Jay? Nice GTO behind him. So there. far, mostly America here. Mary from uh, South Carolina. Yeah. Gerald just says cool. Mike's in Albuquerque, yeah. New Mexico. Michael still within the states. Yes, Matthew in New Mexico. Also, yeah. All still showing in Mississippi. Right. Mary's in Flint, Michigan. Hey, Mary. And Maria said hi, folks. And ah, here we go. Tia We're in. or T is in Finland. Yes, our first national guests. So, yeah, uh, good stuff. 
going on in the caravan central land and in our uh in my professional life probably yours too but that's what we talk about here if you're new to this podcast tony and i are both players uh professional musicians and we work and uh, we talk about our recent experiences on this podcast and then we get to the topic and you can chime in on all that so absolutely what's, so what's new and exciting what's... steve Witchell? <clears throat> why don't you go first and kick us off with your excitement for the past two weeks I'm, th- I- I'm going to answer that, but I'm going to read this comment first. Robert said, wow, had no clue that anyone cared about cover bands, and I can't think of any others except for the Atomic Punks from San Diego. And I guess they're the same guys who changed their names to Steel Dragon. Well, there's uh, thousands, tens of thousands probably uh, of cover bands out there, uh, Robert. Indeed. So, so uh, <laughs> get in on the group if you're not part of the group, and uh, you'll see. There's a bunch of stuff there. There's there's stuff every week, dude, that that gets posted that I'm like, wow, you know, these this is a great band. Never heard of them. Didn't know where they're from. Mm-hmm. There was a um, there was a live, uh, sort of a clip band somebody put together of this this band uh, uh, playing a club one night, and they just put little clips of each song, probably about thirty songs in in about a, a six minute video. Okay, and great song selection. The band was. A big band. They had two guitar players, keyboard player, two, at least two singers, maybe three singers, um, drummer, and uh, they were great. Great song selection, uh, rowdy crowd. It looked like a fun room. Cool. So I love seeing that stuff in the group. So if you're part of the group, post your stuff because I definitely watch yeah. it. Yeah. And and I'll promote your band if if I think you're good. I'll promote your band. All you got to do is ask. But not only are you watching um, it, Steve. Everyone on Cover Band Central could potentially be watching it as well. That's right. Right. That's a big audience. Steven said one of his favorites is Hot Dog Water. Nice. And I love that name. Yeah. Hot Dog Water. <laughs> yes. Reminiscent of the hot dog carts of New York City. <clears throat> Matthew asks, are there any cover bands still live streaming? Yes. There sure are. Mm-hmm. And that became popular, of course, during the pandemic. And uh, you'll see, definitely, you'll see people, solo musicians or or full bands at gigs live streaming. In fact, my one of my singers during my day band, Cornerstone, live streams often. He sets it up on stage, kind of puts it at a little tilt right. on a stand, and it's facing in towards the band. So you can basically see the whole band, except for kind of the, the guitar player. Um, but uh, he live streams all the time. So, yes. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, become so much more prevalent since since COVID, and I know you spearheaded a, a big initiative on that early on, and actually coached did. some people on how to do it. That I did, and I still encourage it, highly encourage it, because it's not going to go away, and especially with like metaverse mm-hmm. things happening. You know, ten twenty years, that's going to be normal, where you're you're promoting yourself in the metaverse or you're live streaming in the metaverse. Mm. So get on board now with that. Um. So, what was your question? What, 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 I said, what, what's new and exciting? What'd you do this? To, what, fill us in on the past two weeks. What have you been doing? Well, past two weeks, uh, my normal schedule uh, has been Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two gigs per day, two different bands, two different clubs across the street from each other on Bourbon Street. And uh, so, start at 2, end at one thirty on Friday and Saturday, end at 12 on Sunday. So, I did that. Uh, the previous weekend, then this past weekend, I only played during the day. So the guy I'm kind of subbing for long term came in and did this past weekend, and he's going to do it in in two weeks again, 
two, and then probably from there on out, it's going to be me. So, mm -hmm. um, so it was nice to get a little reprieve this weekend to have my nights off. Uh, it was like, yeah, go in and do one five set gig. Pfft piece of cake <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah instead of the 36 set marathon gig gigathon right. that you normally do because yeah friday saturday sunday doubles is, is is a lot you know especially back to back yeah. like that you know you walk across the street play at the other club there's yeah. not even downtime to go drive to another gig you just basically walk across the street right that's it it's uh i haven't count counted the paces but i'm gonna guess it's been between 15 and 20 paces hmm Paces. Are, we, are, are we having like a old style gun draw where we, you know, you draw your pistol and you do 20 paces and turn around and shoot? Um, it's not a bad idea. on Bur Actually, it's a very bad idea on Bourbon Street because if yeah. you shoot, then somebody else will no, shoot. No, I you. just meant as far as paces, like as opposed to steps. Yeah, like like an equal amount of space between your Are you taking steps. large strides or are you taking casual walk? Casual. Okay. So I'll count them this weekend. I'll, I'll see how many. I'll report that back next gotcha. week. Gotcha. Right. So, you know. Um, so Tammy mentioned this band, Henley Street uh, Street Country Club, Australia. They're still doing videos. They're not really live streaming, but they do videos of covers, and they're fan-freaking-tastic. Um, I highly recommend, if you're looking to check out a good cover band, check them out on YouTube, Henley Street Country Club. They I did a feature on one of their songs, uh, at least one of them which is on the Cover Band Central website. So if you, you search Hanley Street Country Club on the Cover Band Central website, you will, uh, you'll find that article where I featured them. Awesome. I, I was going to put up the website. There it is. Coverbandcentral.com. That's us. Yes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's, that's a great band. There's a lot of um, great cover bands out there, for sure. You know? I mean, there's a lot of great tribute bands, too. A lot of talented guys and gals playing out there. Yeah, Stephen put a link in for Chris Manning, I guess is the name. So we'll check that out later. Cool. Um, Thanks. Or should we check it out now? Should we check it out now? After you give your little recap, we can go back and check it out. Oh, you know what, Steve? Let's check it out now. You're right. Let's just do it. Just hop on real quick and take a look. Well, I could give my recap still while I'm searching for it. Okay, so. we could do that. So if you, you can multitask. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, um, I mean, kind of a major... Thing. I don't know how much I want to talk about this. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so then don't talk about it. If you're not comfortable sharing, let's share something I, else. I, I want to say, no, I'm going to share, but I can't give too many details on it. But let's just say there was some challenges this past weekend with one of the members um, imbibing a little too much. Mm. And... And not completing the the uh, the work day. Mm. I've lived through that challenge as well. Not being the one who invited, yeah. much, but having someone in the band that couldn't finish a gig. Yes, two days in a row. Same wow. person. Wow. Hmm. Two days in a row. Um, which is a shame because Saturday. We were killing it. Friday was St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was busy. Yeah. And then Saturday, we were killing it. We got people in the room very early. And, you know, I used the uh, tip app yep. thing for the day band. And I have signs in front of the stage that I made myself with a QR code 
and people can request a song and tip the band. And we put our entire song list in there and people can pick from that or they could put in their own song or they could just tip the band. But it's there and people use it and we promote it on the mic, but it's very obvious if you're looking at the stage, you can't miss these signs. Mm, gotcha. They're on white paper with black um, ink, mm -hmm. black lettering, nice and big where people can see it and read it from a, a good distance. And uh, sometimes people come in and they just do it automatically. Like people will see it now, they'll go do it automatically. And, you know, sometimes we have to give them a little boost on the mic and say, hey, there's these things in front of the stage. Mm -hmm. um, but Saturday, people came in and lots of people, without being prompted, saw it and started scanning the thing to the point where it was like pretty early in the in the, the work day and in, in the set the gig day and i didn't have to call songs we were getting all requests wow it was just they were just lining up there were so many of them and we got them on the app and we got them in the house too when when uh typically uh the singer will walk around with our tip bucket once a set and take requests so we got a lot in the house um and we got some really good tips and but the the downside perhaps is that people will buy us drinks people will buy us shots and generally the bartenders know what we like so the uh, a patron will go up to the bar and just say i want to buy the band around shots and in fact we i do promote that sometimes um i'll say that on yeah, until you have 40 shots lined up on the front of the stage and then it becomes like uh-oh yeah, I mean, not uh, 40 is a little <laughs> exaggerated, but yeah, I mean, we were getting really kind of shot after shot. We were getting tips, requests, shot after shot. And I was like, I did one or two, I think. And then I had a cup, a bigger cup on my, on, by my uh, amp, and I just kept pouring the shots into the cup. And the cup was full by the end of the day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I like drinking a little bit, but I can't. I can't get to the point where I'm out of control because I'm calling this show, you know, and I just don't like that feeling on stage. I like a little. And buzz. I don't even know if you can play. Like for me, I don't drink when I play because I find that I can't play at the level I want to play at. If mm -hmm. I start having two, three beers, you know. Yeah. What one beer so Tim, is fine, but beyond that, I would drink water the entire night. Right. So Tim said you must fire the player. No other other answer. Unfortunately, it's not an option, and. The reason is because I play in New Orleans. There's a lot of bands. There's a lot of musicians. But there's not a lot of musicians to get to do the job, to do this job. Mm. There's just, there's more work in New Orleans than there are musicians, which is really a shame because New Orleans is a music city. Yeah. Um, so it's not like he's very replaceable, really. And he does otherwise. He does a great job. He's a good singer. He plays acoustic guitar. Um, he 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 appeals to the country. He's more of a country singer, so he appeals to the country crowd. There's a lot of those people, and uh, and he does a great job with the crowd with with interacting with them. Sure. He, um, so and this isn't something that's repetitively happened, right? I mean, uh, of this there, it's it's happened before. It's not every time, but it's happened before. Mm. And I love the guy. So, but yeah, like George said, you can't play trash. And no. And, he, you know, and it's obvious when he's getting to that point. You can just see it happening mm -hmm. where he's getting like, and then 
I saw it happening and I saw him just kind of like almost blurry eyed. And then he took another huge shot and I'm like, he's done. That's yeah. That's going to be it. Man. Yeah. And that I was right. That was it. So, so that was the sort of excitement for the weekend. Uh, <laughs> so when that happens though, does do the other guys in the band pull him aside and have a convo with him and say like, Hey, you, you can't be doing this. Well, the band leader does and yeah. did, okay. um, but he wasn't there Saturday. So uh, we had a sub on drums on Saturday. Gotcha. Um, mm. um, yeah, no, we've all lived it. But like you said, if you can't fire that person, you got to have a hard heart with them because it's not fair to everybody else in the band, right? That is bringing it and is dedicated and is sober. And he, and he knows it. Yeah. You know, he it's Sunday. Then Sunday, he, he said it to me. You know, he's like, I, you know, I just can't drink. Um. Well, that's just if he knows that he can't control himself, then he probably shouldn't drink at all. Yeah. I mean, well, he also got uh, that day, the Saturday when he left, he got arrested that night. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so he was he literally was bailed out by someone and brought to the gig on Sunday from jail. And, and then drank again. No, and he, oh. he did. did he did actually. I saw him, but he wasn't drinking like he was trying to keep it on the down low. But he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't pounding shots and out in the open. He's, yeah, I mean, he's got something to address there, probably. Yeah. Um. um so yeah, so we <laughs> and we were all razzing him about being in jail. Every single one of us were razzing him, and we started playing. We played our first song, and then I started playing Jailhouse Rock. <laughs> and then Jailbreak by Tin Lizzy. <laughs> Well, I just started playing Jailhouse Rock, and then everybody fell in, and he knew the words to so it, he so he it. sang it. Nice. So that was kind of a funny thing, and we've never played that. That's the fun thing I like about this band, especially playing during the day where we have a little more flexibility to goof around mm -hmm. and to try stuff we've never done. So we do that often. We play songs that we've never played before and try to get through them, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Nice. But at least we're trying, you know. Hey, it's all about the experience of having fun and getting crowd yeah. to have fun. Yeah. So how about you? What's uh, going on? Did you do any playing the last couple of weeks? I did. I was actually off last week because my uh, boys were home for spring break. So mm -hmm. me and my youngest son recorded in the studio all week. Spent a lot of time playing music, doing music. And then I played Sunday, not this past weekend, but the prior weekend I played Sunday. Uh, mm -hmm. Indoors, big venue, great show. And then mm -hmm. I played Saturday, this past Saturday, and it was a right. super exciting show, Steve, because we actually bought a new subwoofer for our PA, and it was the first gig that we used it at. So we shook it out real quick and got it hooked up, and it was awesome. It added a, a lot of, you know, big difference to the sound. Yeah. You no. Know? Nothing beats a good sub. Yeah. A big one, too. We got an 18, so it's, it's pushing, moving some air. So now you can actually feel the kick drum out front, you know? I have yeah, everything right. in my in-ears. So, I mean, like we've talked about, I mix my entire drum kit on my own mixer, give myself my mm -hmm. own mix, and then I control the monitor mix coming in so I can, you know, feed what I want into it. And right. then I just bounce back to them whatever we need, you know, that they don't have channels for out of my board. Like I'll put the bass player into my board because he's going direct, you know, out of his cabinet. So if I don't uh -huh. put him into my board, I won't have him in my in-ears, my monitor. Right. Um, 
But yeah, that was exciting. And it was actually exciting too to see the feedback from the crowd because people noticed it right away. Like when we went on break, at least 10 people were like, you guys, you know, a couple people recognized it immediately and said, oh, you guys added a sub, didn't you? And some people were like, hey, man, like, I don't know. It sounds different from the last time I heard you here. So that was all positive. And then, you know, we're very structured in the songs that we do. So we don't like just whip stuff out. I mean, we do occasionally, like if someone asks for a request and, you know, it's in the right atmosphere, we'll just wing it, you know, like you guys would during the day. But lately we've been having a real tight, tight knit set with a real, you know, the songs laid out in a certain order, you know, like we've always talked about set lists. So you have your dance section, you know, you're, you know, you're slow, you're faster Mm -hmm. and we mix it up a lot, but we unveiled a new song uh, on a Saturday night, Sunday also. So Sunday and Saturday, the last two gigs, we played subdivisions by rush. Ah, cool. Great tune. A lot of fun to play in the high school halls. That's right. But that's not something you can wing. No, 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 certainly not. And the, and the cool thing about that is it's like the challenge of, like I went and learned it note for note because you know you're going to be scrutinized playing it, right? Like any drummer in the room is going to be like, oh, let's see what this, you know, how this is going to go, right? Because right. I've seen bands do it before and I've never seen anyone play it exactly, you know, note for note perfect. So that was my mission right. for my, you know, prior to this unveiling of this song. I, I committed myself to learning it note for note. Nice. That, I'm sure that took a took some time. It huh? takes a little time. It took me probably you know four hours worth of total investigating and listening and going online and researching and looking for tabs and finding out exactly what was going on. But right, you know, the difference it makes is that you can play the song with so much more confidence because you know exactly every every inch of it. That's a great feeling, yeah. Nelson. We're in. Uh, I'm in New Orleans, and Tony is in New Jersey. Yes. And you're not improvising on anything in that, you know, because it's Rush, so you have to play it very structured, and it has to be like exactly like the record, you know. Right. Great exercise as a musician. Um, Absolutely. To to be, uh, to learn a song like that, note for note, and really, really try to get it down, all the nuances, the tones, and everything, and stick to it, because uh, I've had to do that recently too with a lot of Rockbox songs. So, but you know what's interesting, um, Steve? When you learn the song like that, it's not just so you learn it, right? You learn it note for note, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're going to play it exactly the way it should sound, because there mm-hmm. are nuances there, right? There are right. certain inflections in the fills. There's certain timings of the hi hat. So Neil plays in a very precise way, but he plays with a certain energy, right? So that's what we've right. talked about in the past. I personally try to capture the energy of whatever I feel that that drummer, whether it's Steely Dan Uh-oh. or it's Tom Petty or it's Rush, you know what I mean? You got to really listen to what's going on there. So Rush was probably the most challenging because you really have to, you know, he he hits so hard to get the pronunciation of every sticking in every note. And you have to play it that way, you know? And if you don't, right. you will notice it, you know? Like when you watch back the video, it's not crisp if you're not playing it with a lot of intensity and volume. Right. Yeah. Like uh, George said, it's, he played in a Rush tribute band and it's yeah. tough to, and it requires a lot of practice. Sure does. I mean, you know, one of the best rock bands ever. Uh, but a lot Jay, of, I, I'm sorry, Tony. Yeah. Uh, Jay asked, what's the name of the app I use for requests and tips? There's two different ones that I like. Uh, one is called Juke, J-U-K-E. And the other one is called My Set. I use them both, um, depending on the situation. Uh, but they're both great and, uh, they make you a lot more money. Oh yeah, you had, uh, you had great success with that app, making. I and I content. still do. Yeah, Matthew, what's everyone's best tool for learning about learning material? Uh, I think depends ev- what you learn. I think everyone's different in that regard because I know some musicians I play with, 
have to go home and physically shed the tunes and practice them and play them and learn them, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think everyone has a different approach because I seldom do that. I, I just put the songs on, listen to them, like if I'm in the car driving around. And once I learn them that way, then I just show up at the gig and play them. You know, the only, right. like Rush is really the first song I had to actually go home and practice, you know, work on like right. the stickings and, and the fills. But, you know, 99% of the time, I'm, I just listen to the songs and then learn the arrangements, learn the songs, you know, because I'm singing background vocals too. So again, it comes down to that, at least for me, is the intimate knowledge of the song, right? Like you can listen to it 25 times, but until you've mm -hmm. played it four or five times at a gig, that's when you really start to own it. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, Steve O sings an else and Chains tribute band requires a lot of work. Any yeah. tribute band requires a lot of work. Uh, Matthew said for, for learning, he uses any tune pro. I haven't used any tune. Uh, I use rip X, um, where, where I can isolate tracks. Mm -hmm. I put any, any MP3 it's called rip X R I P X. And, uh, yeah, I could isolate tracks and, uh, slow it down without changing the pitch. So I love that. It's invaluable to me. Yeah, I mean, from that regard, I went on YouTube and typed in Rush Subdivisions drumless. A bunch of drumless versions came up. One actually came up with tab that highlighted the notes as it played down the, the whole sheet. Okay. So that was perfect. And I could just go into the YouTube setting and put it at three-quarter speed, half speed. Same thing, can slow it down. Someone else already professionally isolated the drums, you know, like Rick like right. Rick like Rick Beato would, you know, if you listen to him on YouTube, he always has ways yeah. of segregating all the channels. Like he's working with a master mixtape, you know, so that's another yeah, option too. You to... can find stuff on YouTube that's already segregated that way. Yeah. That people already have done it, but it is easy to do nowadays with AI mm -hmm. technology and everything. And, uh, I love that tool. I use it all the time. I'm going back and listening to tunes that I learned, you know, 30 years ago and relearning them, you know, isolating the tracks and, and, hearing things that I never heard before. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's the thing too. If you, um, once you've played a song for an, a number of years, you know, you may be playing it slightly incorrectly, but yes. you're playing it the way you've always <laughs> played it. So you're like, oh yeah, it's fine. Until, it's my version. Yes. Until someone yeah, points my... it out and says, hey, that part doesn't exactly go like that. And you're like, no. And then you listen back to it and you're like, oh wow. Listen, what, I just, I just learned something new about a song I've been playing for 10 years. It's almost like the uh, telephone game. <laughs> You remember the telephone game you played in, in school yeah. where, you know, one person tells some the next person something and it goes around the whole room yeah. and by the end it's a completely different thing. Yes. So it's like, it's your own version of that. Like, right. things just change slowly over time. Um, but, and I, yeah, know, I recognize Yeah, it. and the more you listen to the songs and you go back and say, ah, okay, now, like you said, back to the nuances, right? Whether it's a vocal uh -huh. inflection or, you know, a drum riff or a bass part, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, Nelson said, I'm new to this channel. Is this just open discussion? I'm so behind you all using these apps on set for the fly if someone is requesting. Yeah, the apps work fantastic. I highly recommend them to anybody who's playing live or if you're just uh, live streaming as well. But yes, open discussion. Nelson, you can ask questions, leave comments, whatever you yeah, like. Yeah, but the tip app makes a lot of sense, especially because it engages the audience and they love it. And, you you know, everybody's requesting a song and tipping the band. It's so much easier to call the show that way. Some people have their show set in stone, and that's the way they want to run it. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 not as easy for them to make use of that or make money from it. Whereas during the day, yeah, we don't care. We'll just we we played 
twice on Saturday, we played a song that we had played, just played 15 minutes ago <laughs> because we got requests for requ it. Yeah. Requests for it. That happened twice Saturday. And we're like, yeah, whatever. Because it does, there is the turnstile aspect to Bourbon Street clubs. You don't have to pay to get in. You walk, you can walk in and out with your drinks. So, right. By, you know, 15 minutes later, the crowd's a little different. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be some people that are the same, but, um, so, uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, let's, uh, so we got some good questions and comments there in the comments, but let's look at our topic for today. Let's look at our topic, Steve. What is our I topic? saw this question posted on the Cover Band Central, in the Cover Band Central Facebook group. What's the best advice you'd give to a young musician? And there are a lot of responses on this thing. Oh, I'm sure. But, and some of them serious and some of them not. Be forewarned. But before we get to that, let us give a few pieces of advice. And we'll give one at a time here, Tony. We'll, we'll do a little back and forth of advice that we could give to a young mus musician. And I would start... I'm going to start with um, take lessons, take private lessons uh, with somebody who is good at that instrument. That is, is advice because right away you'll have a mentor and you'll have somebody that you can ask questions to um, make sure it's somebody you get along with and, uh, and that they're good, that you have respect for them at, at what they do, but take lessons. Or you could, I mean, of course, you can go to music stores to do that. They still do that up in Jersey? They do. And I would, you know, I'd say it's a great message and advice to give because as a drum teacher myself, I can tell you from experience, right, that you need to find the right teacher, you know, and same thing with the student. And once you develop a relationship like that, it can last a long time. It can last a lifetime. You know, it could last a year. It could last 10 years. It could last a lifetime. And if you don't like the teacher that you have, you can go and find another one, you know, or if you have other friends that play the instrument, who are they studying with? Right. And he's trying to seek out, you know, the best teacher you can find. So piggybacking on that, my first little nugget of advice would be to develop a good practice routine and a good mindset to be diligent about staying committed to a consistent practice routine because you will see the greatest results as a young player and you will flourish, you know, more quickly by taking lessons. But if you're not practicing what you're being taught and you're not working on things on your own and you don't develop a good routine and a habit of practicing, you're going to progress at a lot slower rate, right? Because let's say it takes you a hundred hours to, to get really proficient at something. You could accomplish that in a couple of months. You could accomplish it in a year. You could accomplish it in a couple of years, right? If you practice an hour a week, it's going to take you a hundred weeks. Right. If you practice an hour a day, it's going to take you a hundred days. So, right. It's all relative, you know? Yes. Yeah, just like any other craft and like in sports or whatever, you need to practice. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, that's excellent advice. Tony is to, to right in the beginning, get yourself into a good routine. Cause as you and I have talked about many times, when you get into a habit of doing something, you, you see progress over time and it makes it easier to, to accomplish because you you don't have to think about it. It's a habit. This is what I do. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's a, an excellent piece of advice for, for a young musician lessons, practice routine. I would add, learn music theory, at least basic music theory, no matter what 
instrument you play, even if you're just a singer, you should still learn music theory. And I'll give you a little story, Tony, that I, I don't know if I've ever told you. Uh, I took music theory in high school two years, my sophomore year or my junior year and my senior year. And it was both basically the same class. The second time it was called Music Theory 2, but there were so few people in the school that signed up for Music Theory and Music Theory 2 that they just combined it into one class. So I kind of went and the second year I was able to review everything I learned in the first year. Sure. And just so it's the same lessons again and then added a little on top of it. Um, invaluable for me learning that. But one of my classmates in my senior year was Jane Krakowski. Do you know who Jane Krakowski is? The actress, right? The actress. She was, at the time, she was on a a soap opera. I don't know which one, but she was acting. Uh, But she was, I think, a freshman in high school when I was a senior. So she's a couple years younger than me. And she would, uh, you know, be gone sometimes to go shoot. Like she was allowed days off from school because she was on TV. but she came and she took music theory and she was an excellent student. She was, you know, she did her homework. She, um, she was very, she was very disciplined. Well, think of, as a young girl, think about you know, it. she's and, a professional actress. So think of the discipline needed to learn the scripts, show up and be dedicated to pursue that while going to school. Right. So she had a yeah, work ethic, you know, she's obviously had a great work ethic and, a, and probably a great upbringing, uh, supportive parents, but learned early to study, to practice, to, to do that. And look at the success she's had. She, you know, she was on 30 Rock, which was one of the most successful comedies of, of the 2000s. And just recently, this kind of ties it into the music theory, she just uh, started hosting a, a new version of the show Name That Tune, the game show. Yes, I saw that. I remember when that was out. So music, you know, her, her music background. So all the way back to, you know, 1984, 85, when I was in high school with, in a class with her, you know, she has taken that knowledge and helped her in her career, you know, 30 years down the road. Um, so take uh, learn. That would be a piece of advice I'd give to a young musician. Learn music theory, at least basic music theory, you know. Learn keys, uh, you know, if you can have a piano or a keyboard where you can learn the notes on that. And that's the kind of the best way to learn music theory is on a piano because mm-hmm. it's all laid out. Yeah. Um, so that would, so one more from you and then we'll go and read everybody else's comments. I would, what do you got? I would say once you're in a, you know, a situation or at a level that you can, proficiently play your instrument right videotape yourself so you can see what you look like see your expressions on your face if you're in a band no better thing than to video because you know everyone's coming up to you at the end of the night saying oh great show man you guys sounded great this song was great and that was excellent blah blah then you watch back the video and you may have a different opinion of it right when you critique it not to be in a negative right. way, but it's just a way for you to look and say, ah, I could be doing that better. I don't really look like I'm happy or I'm having fun on stage. I look like I'm nervous, you know. So when you're in front of a camera and you watch yourself back, it's not like an ego thing where you're like obsessed with watching yourself. It's the thing where you're observing what you're doing so you can become better, 
right? Because if you're going to be in front of a camera or in front of people, you don't want to be up on stage like a deer in the headlights, right? You want to look like you're comfortable and you want to look like you belong there. And it takes, you know, years, right, to get to that level of comfortability. So if you start off young, you know, even performing in front of your family, right? Just get used to playing things for other people to get you accustomed to performing. So you're not the greatest, you know, guitar player that no one's ever heard of in your basement. Yeah, right. I agree. Uh, and Leo said practice in front of a mirror, practice in performance. Yeah, mode. 100%. And I'll leave wow. you with this thought because I know you got, we want to get to something else, but this is a great quote. Listen to this. Originality. Well, originality is when you have so many influences that you can't tell which, you can't tell exactly. them anymore. You can't see them anymore. They've all exactly. melded. And as your confidence rises in your craft, your personality steps in front of those influences and that's that forms your voice. So there you go. Who is that? Adam Levine? Getty Lee. Oh, that's Getty Lee. Wow, he sounds like Adam Levine. Yeah, so he said you take all your influences, right? And you collectively yeah. process that. And then as you gain confidence as a player, you step in front of those influences and your own identity emerges. So as a young yeah, player, listen to as much music as you can. Listen to as many styles right. as you can and get as much like a sponge. Just take it in, right? Different nuances, yeah. different feels, different genres, different artists, you know? Listen to, to yeah. everything. And then yeah. you can pick and choose. Yeah, Grant said that advice would be to explore different genres. You can use techniques from every genre to give you a more rounded skill set. Don't be um, just a metal musician or just a country. Be well-rounded. And I agree with that, too. And I've always been a fan of all types of music. Yeah. So that has helped me because I'm, just because I'm a fan. So I listen to classical music. I listen to some country. I listen to jazz. I listen to metal. I listen to pop music. Mm. Uh, you know, everything. So, all right. So let's go back. And see what some people, some other yes. advice people gave here Let us. in the Cover Band Central Facebook group. Before we do that, we'll take a little break for the audio podcast and uh, listen to these words, and we'll be back for that. Hey, folks. Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Um, so we have this uh, question that was posted today in the Cover Band Central Facebook group, which you can go check out. You can join the group if you like, Cover Band Central on Facebook. And the question was, what's the best advice you'd give to a young musician? Lots of answers in here, Tony. I'm sure there are, Steve. 330 comments. Right. So and these, let's some, are, some are silly, but some are, you know, diamonds in there, some nuggets. Yes. So sweet. Yeah. The first answer was don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nick said practice, which we just kind of went over. Yeah. Count, said Jim. I don't know what that yes, means. Yes, that means if you're a drummer... Or any musician for that matter, know where you are in the measure. So count music. So you don't just say, I think I have to come in here. No, you're gonna come in on the oh, end yeah. you're gonna come in on the end of two. Right? And if if you're counting, then you'll know what the end of two is. Yes. And you need to know that no matter what instrument you play. Yes. Absolutely. You need to know how to count. You need to know what the end of two means. Yes. 
one and two and three and four. It needs to know that. Yep. That's important stuff. Um, Dan said, have open ears. Don't just listen to one genre, which we just talked about. Yep. Roger said, have a day job, which is not bad advice. Until you can make a living playing, you should have a job. Right. Um, Chase said, go to college. Um, and he's he might be trying to be funny or <laughs> serious because you can go to college, go to Berkeley and major in music and, and, uh, yeah. and have a career from that. So uh, practice and then practice of Kurt. Um, great advice from Michael. He said, have fun and play lots of what makes you happy. That's great advice. That is great advice. Because we do this for the joy of music, right? Yes. We started to play our favorite songs, yes. not because we all wanted to learn scales or rudiments. Right? Did you Correct. like, were you like, oh, I can't wait to learn a paradiddle? Or were you like, <laughs> I can't wait to play Rush? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then later on, knowing what a paradiddle was, you can then say, ah, I could, I could use that for a different sticking to get over to where I need to be. So again, right. all the knowledge you acquire is all pertinent information that can be applied. Right. Uh, Christine, uh, don't say that. She said, stay away from CBC, but she's, she's joking. Um, Maybe she means CNBC, not CBC. Mike said, start on piano, study theory and start singing. So we talked about theory and I, and I mentioned about piano too. But singing is a great advice too. Yes. Sing. Yeah. Even if you think you can't sing, sing. Yep. Just sing. Just sing. And if you're embarrassed, yeah, do it by yourself, right? Like do it in a way, um, you know, that makes you comfortable. But it yeah, when I took theory, uh, especially in college, um, we had to do sight singing and ear training. Because mm. uh, I, I went to college, I majored in music and, and I took music theory again there and really got a good review again. So, like, for the third year in a row, I got a basics review of music theory. and uh, But we had to do sight singing, which is, like, it's no joke. You got to, like, you got like, to learn how to like do that. Not like sight seeing where you drive around and look at things. You drive around and have to sing? <laughs> what is sight singing? No. Like read something off a page? Well, you would have to look at, it, uh, look at sheet music and sing it. Oh, okay. As part of the theory, because you're supposed to know what the notes are, so you should be able to follow it as if you were singing along with yourself playing piano. Yeah, and, cool. and ear training as well. Yeah. So, Which is a big thing. You mentioned Rick Beato before. Rick Beato is big on ear training, and he has courses and stuff you can check out. A little free plug for Rick Beato because I'm a fan. Yeah, but you know, it also depends on the person's level of talent, right? Because some people are born with a really good ear. Like they can yes. just pick it up, and they can hear it, and they got it, right? Same way they can acquire proficiency on an instrument quickly right so if you have that skill i used to tell my best students don't take that for granted and not practice right accelerate because you're already way ahead of the pack so work extra right. hard because you have a a duty you know to your talent to be able to fulfill that potential he said duty duty all right uh so <laughs> responsibility steve that's better put. so so Gary said, whatever you play, play from the heart. Treat every song like it's the first and last time you've ever, you're ever going to play it. Yeah. Excellent advice. Um, as far as advice to a young person, I guess so. I mean, yeah, they I can guess. still play it with their heart, even if they're not playing it 100% correctly. They're, as long, like I said, as long as they're having fun, right? That's the main thing you want to do, especially when you're a young right. musician. Don't be too hung up on, you know, if you're not playing something 100% or you don't think you're as good as you should be at your age or whatever it is. Just have fun. You know, have fun. Yeah. Uh, but don't do it with drugs. No, Samuel said, yeah. don't do drugs. 
Um, drugs are bad, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, Rich said about having fun. James, good advice. Let people's praise go to your heart and not to your head. And that's especially true for being young. And I mean, I'll tell you, when I was young and I was praised, because I was praised very young. Mm-hmm. Me too. And and uh, I let it go to my head. Absolutely did. And I probably knew it too, but I didn't care. I was young. I was having fun. I'm like, and... Uh, and you know, it's funny, yeah. my one kind of paid the price for that. Yeah, my, my one of my first drum teachers, Sonny Igo, who was a big band drummer, right? So my dad said, go study with Sonny because you'll learn jazz and big band and you'll be able to sight read and it'll be another genre that you're not familiar with because I was playing in all hard rock and metal bands at the time. But he mm-hmm. said the same thing. I went to him at a very young age, like 11 or 12 years old, and I was way ahead for my age of my level of talent. And he just said, he it, almost exactly what you just said, he said, just remember that you are a fantastic drummer. You are great. And people are going to tell you how great you are. Just know that there's thousands out there that are way better than you are. Right. So don't let it go to your head. Always think that you, you're not as good as you could be and strive to be better. And if you let it go to your head and you become complacent, you're going to get passed by. Right. Agreed. You know, it took me, it took me a minute to learn that, but I did learn it eventually. Sure. Um, That's part of CBC Wisdom Hour we used to have, Steve, right? We share with people right. some of our experiences to try to help them navigate through those pitfalls so they don't have to suffer like we did. Exactly. We haven't abandoned the whole wisdom thing, and that was the name of the podcast up until about a month ago, yes. the Wisdom Hour. So you can check out our previous podcast. There's a link in the description for that. So check out no. every single one. Um, pay, pay from passion. Don't be – Don't be. yeah, we read that. Um Great advice from Larry, and this is something I did early on too. Gig and jam with anyone, anytime, everywhere. Don't be too picky when you start. Yeah. After you get it, after you get a bunch of experience, be very picky. Have lots of fun along the way. So yeah, Larry, excellent spot on. Yeah. To play with everybody, play all the time, and you're gonna, you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna have, you're gonna not gel with certain people. Um, that's all part of the process, a necessary part of the process. Yes. You have to make those mistakes. You have to jam with those people that don't work with you because that's how you're going to find the people that do work. And that's how you're going to get to the point where you don't make mistakes. But you have to. You can't get there without doing it. No, and try to play with people that are better than you. Absolutely. You know, and I, I did that, dude, for most of the time I've been playing. And I did it early on, and I didn't even realize I was doing it until later, uh, you know, considerably later. And I was like, you know, I really like playing with people that are better than me, that I that challenge me, that look up, that I look up to, um, because it makes me better. Sure. And then it makes me feel like a sense of accomplishment, like, oh man, I was able to play with that person who I respect and others respect too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, great advice, Tony, saying that. Uh, play better with people that are better than you. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, and focus, like, try to listen, right? You listen more than talk, like, you know, in dialogue. So same thing with music, right? If you're so focused on what you're playing and wait till you hear me play this, you're not really listening to what's going on, right? So to interact with the other musicians, you want to listen to what they're playing, see where the groove sits, understand where the energy is. And, you know, if you're a drummer, remember, again, great advice from my first drum teacher, you're driving the band. So you need to put forth the energy that's going to drive that band. 
because you can have a crappy band with a great drummer and the and the, the band's going to sound great. You can have a great band with a subpar drummer, the band's going to sound subpar, right? It's not saying that drummer's the most important guy, but he dictates the energy of that band. He dictates the the force of which that is being delivered, right? If I'm just complacent and laying back there and just going through the motions as opposed to fired up and I'm bringing it, it it's going to sound like night and day. Right. You know, so don't uh, get complacent. Yeah, good, good, uh, good point. Um, and Tony said one word here, and I think you kind of alluded to it already, Tony, but listen. Yes. This is Tony as well. He said, listen. Smart guy. Good name. Um, He's Tony B uh, too, isn't he? No, Tony E.B. Oh. Gotcha. E-flat. Gotcha. E-flatster. That's what I'm calling him. <laughs> E flatster. Um, we talked about it before, but Mick said gig sober. Show up at least an hour before the show, which is excellent advice. Oh, yeah, too. early for sure. But, you know, that's not necessarily, I mean, young musician, you're not necessarily even playing gigs yet. So that's for a little bit down the road. But yeah, yeah. show up at least an hour before the show, deliver more than you promised, spend money on really good PA equipment. But, um, somebody else said, listen. Uh, Stewart's have played music that makes you happy, but definitely challenge yourself to try to stretch yourself. Oh, definitely. Don't, like I said, with the complacency thing, don't just play things that are easy, right? Stretch and try to play things that you, you don't think you could ever play. And maybe you can't play it now, but, uh, you know, as a young musician, maybe two years from now, you'll be able to play it. Right. So don't lose sight of the goal, right? And persevere to achieve whatever it is that you set your mind to. Right. Uh, and, and a lot of while you're reading those too, Steve, you know, getting back to what you said about getting to the gig early and these are younger players, maybe so they're not gigging yet, but if they develop a real strong practice routine and good habits, right. And they take their, their craft seriously, then that mm -hmm. will fall into the next phase of their development where they do get in the band situation and they're not going to be the weak link. They're going to be, you know, either the band leader or they're going to be a force in the band to help everyone be aligned with practicing or rehearsing or whatever it needs to do because they've already had that ingrained. So they're going mm -hmm. to be getting to the gig early naturally just because they want to be prepared and they want to be ready. They're not going to show up five minutes before and scramble because they're not accustomed to doing that in their everyday life. Agreed. Yes. Um, sorry, I'm a little distracted. All right, so Chris said play with a metronome, which yes. I highly, I highly advise to not only drummers but any musician if you want to practice, practice with a metronome. Learn what it feels like to play in perfect time. Yeah, and my God, what a difference it makes! You know, I play yeah. with a metronome for twenty years, and it you understand what tempo is. You know, you know if a song is at one forty four, one sixty five. 88, you know, you have a good barometer of what that speed is going to be without even playing with a click. And we play everything to live at all our gigs to a click. I'm the only one that can hear it, but I play everything to a click. Right. And it really makes the band a thousand times more tight, solid, rock solid, because you're in perfect time. Right. And, yeah. you know, again... In the beginning, it's very intimidating to play with a click. You're very conscious of it. You're focused on it. After you've played with it for decades, you know, not even that long, but after you've played with it for a while, it's just there. It's like something that's just in the back that you're not even paying attention to. It just becomes an internal clock where you're listening and it's in your ear, but half the time you can't hear it if you're playing perfectly in time with it. Yeah. 
because this magical thing happens with the click that I learned when I first started practicing with a metronome. Yeah, I mean, you're at first you're listening to it, mm -hmm. but the the key is, as you know, you're not listening to it. You are it. You need to be the click. Yes. Be the click. And once you are, once you be the click, and you're in that zone, there's this magic world that you're that nobody else experiences but you and that might sound very fanciful but but it, it really but it's is true. true it really is true because it I, is true yeah. it's this 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 space this groove you know when they talk about getting in the zone when you're playing with other players and you get in the zone and that's what that feels like where you're all in this one place that nobody else is that you get to just swim in and, and it's i mean and, and that you're like Steve, people are like Steve for all click, 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 click. You get that? Yes, you do. You just get that. It's a feeling like no other. Once you feel, once you are the click. Yes. Once you get to that nirvana of being the click, you will not want to ever go back. It, exactly. it, it also reminds you like in a live setting, what the proper tempo is for that song and where the groove is. Because as you know, we all know gig adrenaline kicks in and everybody wants to play everything fast. And if you videotape your band and you watch it back, you'll have a good indication of whether or not that's happening, right? Because you listen to it, and you're like, it's just a little, it's like three to four BPM too quick. But at the gig, it feels great, you know? Then you watch it back on video and you're like, it's too fast. So that helps with that too, because you know you're playing right. at the right tempo every single time. Right. And I'm sure that you, even without a click, you would still be pretty locked in because you practice with it so you know where that zone is you know what it yes. feels like so when we transition from a song that's let's just say 132 and the next song is going to be 124 you know it's going segueing into the next song so at the you know last couple of measures i'll reach over stop the click right start the next song and then as we're grooving on the next song i'll tap in the, the tempo of 124 and, and then you know on a downbeat start to click again and you're correct it's like every time you're right there because right. you're used to where, so cool. where it should feel because you've done it, you know, a thousand times. It's so cool. And you know it. why, Steve? Because I am the click. You are the click. Uh, somebody said get a real job, but you know what? You get a real job. This is this is my real job. Define um, real, right? Get a real job. Exactly. Yeah. Define real. <laughs> um, uh, studying music theory, other people said, practice um hey listen a lot of great think tanking out there with a lot of commonality right so people are thinking along the same lines so that means that yeah. you know a lot of people are on the same page that we are which is very exciting yeah scott said play every day play every day yeah, if you can for sure sergey said learn the fundamentals of your instrument that's pretty good advice too Absolutely. like if you're playing guitar learn about the the uh, anatomy of the guitar you know, learn what everything is called, um, how it's, it, how it works, you know, with everything on in the instrument, mm -hmm. how you could uh, change it, what other other parts there are that you could replace it. With. I mean, learn everything about the anatomy of your instrument. Yeah, what, and I'm sure for drums, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of parts to drums. <laughs> yeah, well, drums is very like you have to be able to set it up ergonomically, right? So you're not reaching and hurting yourself by playing it right because stuff's positioned incorrectly and, right. and then yeah l learning and understanding how to tune a drum right because there's no tuner 
lot like a guitar, you just tune it up, you know, to the E or whatever the string is. On a drum, you actually have to tune the two heads. So if you understand as a drummer how that whole system works, you can go on YouTube, you know, and just look up how to tune a drum. We'll talk about the resonance of the drum, the shell, how the heads react to that. So there's a lot of physics behind it, you know, and, and right. acoustics. But once you understand how it works, it, it's it, like everything else in life, it gets a lot easier. Yes. So that's great advice. And the last piece of advice I'm going to share from this thread here. But if you want to read, read this whole thread, it's on the in the Cover Band Central Facebook group. So if you're not part of the group, make sure you join the group. There is a link in the description. You could click that link and come join the group and read all these comments. But the last one. Last one. Hang on. There you go. Perfect. Anthony says, keep on sucking until you succeed. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Great advice. Just keep on sucking until you succeed. Just keep sucking because you're going to think, I suck. I suck. Sometimes. And sometimes you're going to be like, wow, I did good. And then you're going to be like, I suck. Well, it's I also suck. perspective, right? You go see a phenomenal band or a phenomenal guitar player. and You're a guitar player, right? You don't want to get discouraged. You want to be inspired, right? So again, flip the mindset to say, oh, I'm not as good as that guy. I'll never be as good as that guy. Wow, that guy was really good. I, I want to strive to, you know, to try to get to that level. I may not be able to get there, but I may be able to get halfway or three quarters there, as opposed to just being like, I shouldn't even bother try practicing anymore because I'm never going to be that good. You know? Right. So don't defeat yourself, right? But just, but smile in your suckiness too. Smile through it. You know, yeah, yeah. I suck, but so what? Um, hey, think, keep on sucking until you succeed. <laughs> think about how many adult players are not the greatest and think they are, right? So they're confidently sucking. <laughs> you just know? Comedy sucking. Beautiful. It's also, yeah, Leo said fake it till you make it, yeah. which is another way to say it. But um, yeah, because you're never, no matter how far you get in your career, you're never going to be like, well, that's it. I've learned everything and I'm playing perfect. Yeah, correct. Now and all the time. Right. That does not ever happen. I've been playing for 40 years and I've played thousands of gigs yes. and I still feel like, Oh shit, I got to practice that. Uh, wow. I hit that note wrong. Like, uh, yeah. And as you evolve uh, as a player too, your, your style might change a little bit. Your, your, your view on music changes, you know, you, you, you grow into your role, so to speak. Right. Cause you played much differently today than you did 10 years ago, as opposed to 20 years ago, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you do evolve that much. and uh, uh, But it's never-ending, and that's the beauty of it, Yes, too. Infinite. It's a wonderful wor world to explore that is it, there is no end to. That's why we love music, right, Tony? One of the reasons. One of the many, Steve. One of the many. The joy. And, do, and uh, you can do it, you know, well into your older years, you know? Because it's not like you're, do it. you're not boxing, you're not running track, you know, you're not doing things, you know, and, and as long as you take care of yourself, you know, you should be able to keep playing for as long as you possibly can. I will be playing until the day I die. Indeed. Me too. That is that is absolutely true. Um, all right. So another hour is up. Thank you guys for listening, wow. watching, watching, being part of this. Um, again, CoverBandCentral.com is the hub for everything go there and you can create a profile for you your band or both it is free but it's got all the information for everything else but we're on facebook we're on instagram we're on twitter we're on TikTok, and we're on pantheon now with the uh, audio podcast so check that out check out all the other great audio podcasts on pantheon too Tons. there's a lot of good yeah. stuff there if you like podcasts 
and you like music, check out all the other stuff there. Um, and again, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Click the bell so you know when we're going live. And you could also give stars. I, I forget to always mention stars. Yes, give stars. Give stars while you watch this broadcast on Facebook, on the Facebook page. It's a digital gift you can give if you uh, like what you see and hear. And we do appreciate that. Ellen said, there's always room for improvement. Keep learning new stuff. And that's a goal for, for us with Cover Band Central to always educate, share some wisdom, share some humor, and uh, just have a good old time. Right, Tony? And that's a good way to end, Steve, that even that last quote is something you can apply to life, not just music, right? Never stop mm -hmm. learning. Never stop trying to get better. Agreed. Again, thank you guys for listening and watching. Subscribe to all this stuff. Follow us everywhere. And uh, we'll see you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.